0: Father, give us eyes to see. Say, Father, give me eyes to see. Father, give me ears to hear with clarity what you're speaking to me through your word. In Jesus' name, I receive it. Amen. Is that your idea, Mary? Holy Spirit's idea? Amen. All good. She's saying that everything that has taken place this morning is just kind of fit together like that without us planning it. You know, we can plan it and do all that stuff, then it wouldn't turn out because we just like to let the like Holy Spirit do it, and work through us. That doesn't mean we don't plan. Uh, we're not, oh, the next good feeling. Um, then, then we'll move with that. But we desire to be led by the Spirit. I desire to be led by the Spirit when I preach. What I preach, how I preach, um, we desire as a praise team to be led by the Spirit as we look at songs and pick out songs. It didn't just, oh, that sounds like a good song. It's Lord, what do you want us to sing today? What would you like to hear, Lord? You know, He has His top, He has His top ten list, I'm sure, and uh, He's tuning in all over the world today. I uh, wonder, which song are they going to sing to me today? And it doesn't matter to God how good we sound. It's what's coming from here up. It's really what he's listening for today. He wants to hear his children celebrate him uh, to lift up his name. Listen, what he said. Uh, if, if we lift up his name, all men will be drawn to him, all women, all children. We need to lift up his name. So this, uh, I'm starting a series. My series don't actually start as series, but they kind of evolve into series. Kind of like everything else in our church, we're kind of organic things. We start stuff and God will show us something and then it'll grow. And we don't have a, you know, a five year plan and, and I'm not saying five year plans are bad, but we we want to be uh growing in, in the direction God wants us to grow. And we we say that we're a church about freedom, but and we're we're a church that believes and and we wanna do the, the works of Jesus. And, and that's just the heartbeat of this of this body is that we want to see people walk in freedom. Because when you're walking in freedom, other people will want what you have. When they see you overcome whatever, fill in the blank, in your life, and they see victory in your life, it will bring the questions. Hey, what's going on? How did that happen? What's going on? Why, why do you seem to be so full of joy? Why are you, you not doing what you used to do? Why are you not hanging around with the people you used to hang around with and... And then that just gives you the opening. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Jesus. I like what Tim said. He just lives right down the street. (laughs) That's pretty good. So we're starting on a a series. I think it's a series anyway. And I'm going to tell you, have you ever tried to to come up with an acronym? You take a word and you try to put a sentence with it. it. This thing was haunting me this week. I was trying to come up with this thing that lined up with believe, and I couldn't. It never did. Jail, and then I would wake up in the night and go, oh, "I've got that on my brain again." this believe, you know, because uh, every living, uh, I, I it just, it was, just, I had everything filled in the blanks, but it never made the sense that I thought it should make. So I decided I was just going to say, "Believe." <laughs> I'm not going to have an acronym for "believe" unless the Holy Spirit gives me one later on in the week, okay? But we're going to talk about believing. It starts with this thing called faith. Now, some of you, while wow, this is so elementary, I believe, I believe, I believe, I you, believe. You can sing I believe till the cows come home, but you don't believe. Uh, you, you can say you believe, but you don't do anything in your life that actually says that I believe. You know, I, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. I believe everything is true. I believe it's for today. God's the same yesterday, today, forever. But I just don't see that I can do any of that today. So you don't really believe. So, you know, everything in our life is based upon what we believe, w- what, where you live, how you act, what you do. It, it comes from your belief system. And so we're going to talk about this thing called believing today. And I was, I, I have, how many of you have a streams in the desert devotional? Anybody have one of those? Those are just really cool. And I want to apologize before I get any further, for I forget. There was a girl came in this morning. I thought it was somebody else and I gave her a big hug and I said, I'm so glad to see you. And I think she's a visitor. And but she said, well, I'm glad to see you, too. But I, I don't think I really know her, but wherever you're at, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly, but I usually wait till I actually know somebody before I do that. <laughs> you know who you are, don't you? You look like another. I oh, forget it. I was reading in my streams in the desert. You know, I, I keep it in my little library that has a throne. Anybody have one of those libraries with a throne and a basket of books? Tim, you're a little slow on that, brother. Come on. Still dreaming over there. And I came across this. And I think it's a good definition of uh, faith to believe. And uh, this man, this young man in this congregation, there was, uh, he said, how do I obtain the Lord's help for my needs? And there was an elderly black woman, and she comes up, and she points her, her finger at me you know, with intention. Anybody know anybody that points her finger? Nana points her finger when she talks to me. She'll point at me, you know, and she said, she pointed at this guy. She said, you just have to believe that he's done it, and it's done. <laughs> you just have to believe that he's done it, and it's done. You know, she was just real straightforward with the guy. Well, the writer goes on to say in, in, in that devotional that the greatest problem with most of us is that we ask, we ask the Lord to do something, and then we immediately try to help him do it. And if we can't help him, we try to get our friends to help him to do it. And then we're just kind of, okay, God, how are you going to do this? And we try to help God do what only God can do. And we get ahead of God. And we we get anxious about him. But listen, this is what this says. Faith adds its amen to God's yes. Faith adds its amen to God's yes. I was looking up the the, the Hebrew for believe. And the, the Hebrew word for believe is a man. Amen. Like where we get the word "amen" from? I thought that was kind of cool. cool. Our faith is dependent on God. It's adding our "amen" to yes to what you say, God. And it means sometimes, or most of the times, we leave our we take our hands off of what we're trying to get God to do, and let Him do it. It says this in Psalm thirty-seven, five: Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and who shall bring it to pass? He shall bring it to pass. Let me read that again. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. So many times we are not willing to let God bring something to pass in our life. And so we press the, the fast forward button and we get it all messed up. Anybody ever done that besides me? Okay. So this morning, I want us to move into this area of what you believe, and is it lived out in your life with purpose? And to show you a good example of that, we have a short video to to make this a little bit clearer. Lights, action, volume. Kind of a hot day. think? so hot. (laughs) Like three months and no rain is called a, a drought, oh, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh. Right. What are we doing out here? Oh, okay, guys. I, I just thought we should meet and pray for rain. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, it can't oh, hurt. Hey, Come right. on, so, get on with it, man. Okay, so uh, join hands. Oh, okay. Prayer works better that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no, I got air conditioning all right. here. All right. Uh dear God, oh, God. If you could just please make it rain. Oh, please, yes, please. And bring something cold to drink. Yeah. Oh, like water. water. Noah, it's so oh, yes, yes, it is so hot. Yes, water, please. Amen. Uh, amen. I think that went well. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, <laughs> I pitted it out perfectly good trip for a 10 second prayer. Thanks for coming out. Uh, okay. I'll see you at the Bible study, Drew. I'm out of here. Okay. Uh What are you doing? Oh, waiting for the rain. <laughs> well, Laura Uh, Take a look up there. I want you to see that there's just a blue sky with no clouds. I think that means no rain. Right. Remember, we just prayed about this. Oh, I know. We just prayed for rain. So, you know, the (laughs) clouds are going to come, and then it's going to rain, and (laughs) you're going to get wet. Are you new to this whole praying thing? Oh, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, Let me explain this to you. Um, I wouldn't be counting on the rain. Oh. Well, maybe it's not the rain you should be counting on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the kind of faith you have? You pray for rain and you get your umbrella out and you, get your, get your, you don't wash your car that day? Most of us, we go wash our car so we hope it'll rain because we think somehow that that will bring rain. We have more faith in the car wash than we do in God bringing rain. Would you say that we need rain? Would you say that there are a lot of things in your life that you've asked God for but you didn't believe him for? That wasn't so profoundly yes. Aren't there things in your life you've asked God for that you really didn't believe that he would do? Come on, church, be honest. Don't be lying in church. (laughs) We ask him for something and then we do that well, it sure is ringing up here. Got a lot of ringing going on. We ask him for things, and then all of a sudden, we go on our merry way, don't we? We don't expect him to do anything. Like so many Christians today, we, we like Mark 16, 16 through 18. Would y'all look at that? If you have your Bibles, turn there. If it's on the screen, look at there. Mark 16, 16. He who believes. Say, I believe. <laughs> And is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Wow, listen, these, things, these signs will follow those, and you're all, you're all believers, right? So these signs are going to follow all of us who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with the new tongues. They will take up servants. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Man, I believe that, don't you? But do we see much of that? No. We don't. And you're talking about a broad spectrum. We don't see much of that. If everybody, and there's probably a couple of hundred people, maybe more than that in here, if we all say that we believe that we're followers, that signs and wonders will follow those who believe, do we see that many of them in our lives on a normal, everyday basis? No. But should we? I mean, it's in the Bible. I know some of them say, well, that's not in that, you know, that, there's, that's some translations didn't have that one. Well, you go take that out and see how it reads. It looks pretty broken up. Doesn't fit very well. This fits good. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Oh, man, those are so good. I love those scriptures, Pastor. I'm going to be so refreshed when I leave here today. But I ain't going to ask for nothing because I'm not expecting nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we go as Christians in our culture today. If I don't ask for anything, I don't have to expect anything. Yeah, if I don't believe in the gifts, then I don't have to operate in the gifts. Right? Come on, church. Let's be honest. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't this city be turned upside down? Awesome. And listen, wouldn't this city be turned upside down and everybody was doing what this said would happen? Wouldn't it be? Would we be the talk of the, of the community? We would be on nightline. Well, signs and wonders are happening in San Angelo. and it all started this little church called Freedom Fellowship. People are getting healed. People that are blind are getting to see. You know, da, 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 da. Demons are being cast out into the Concho River, and that's why it's so ugly. See, our believers are messed up. Our believers are messed up. We need to repent. And I know, don't write me emails, because I know these scriptures, there's some context to them. There's more to it than that. But really, that's so important to understand that that is the crux of what Jesus wants us to believe. Okay, I know if you'll read those in context, with some of you... Hopefully you, you quit reading and you listen to the sermon. But some of you, I know, you just keep on reading because I've already heard all that before. So you keep reading your Bible and you read your footnotes. And, but listen, I know it goes with, un, with forgiveness and things like that. Take, they come into play. Uh, there's a lot of things that come into play. We pray according to God's will. Yes, we do. We don't, we don't pray for God to, to strike somebody dead on the street to show how good he is. You know, we, we pray according to God's will yeah I understand that, but there's we we've made too many excuses too long for God. so we're going to go to this awesome story in mark nine, so flip over there. I want us to move from a church that believes just believes the Scripture that starts acting on the Scripture. I want us to go from a church that says, oh, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we start seeing the power of the Holy Spirit. I want it to begin. I want it to start with me. I mean, I've seen little things. I've seen God show up, and I've I've seen inklings of this and I've heard of I mean, you know I've been a part of some things that were, will be considered miracles today but it seems like we just see them here and there a little bit a little bit there a little and God says I, I've got so much more for you Harold I have got so much more for you Freedom Fellowship if you'll just really believe do you really believe take it to heart and then act upon it you know I, I alluded to this earlier as we were praying for people to be healed but there's this man who has a son. And he loves his son. It says, Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth and he becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples and they should cast it out, but they could not. You know, somebody comes to you and you're a disciple of Christ and people come to you and they, you try and you pray and they don't see anything. And then, then they're going to say, well, what's, what's the deal? And that's what they were saying about Jesus' disciples. Y'all been hanging out with this guy. You've seen him do all this. I know you can do that. Here's my son. He's, he's throwing himself in the fire. He, he's in terror. He's in agony. All right, disciples, do your deal. Show me what Jesus can do through you. And they couldn't do anything. And the church today says, I can't do anything, but I'll call my pastor. I'll call some of the prayer warriors. I'll do this, I'll do that, but I can't do it. But listen, God said you could. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Teague showed a, a pastor button video one time. I should have showed it today. You know, it's all these Christians that are people coming up to them. They have a need, and they're coming up to Joe Blow on the street, who they, they know he's a Christian because he's got a cross on his door or something, and they ask him for prayer. And he says, oh, well, let me get my pastor." And he hits the pastor button. The pastor shows up. <laughs> yeah, what do you need? Well, this lady needs prayer. You know, that, that's just ridiculous. Now, understand calling people together to pray. You should be able to pray for people. You should be able to cast out demons. You should be able to lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I could go on a whole long thing about that Matthew, that Mark 16, 16 through 18, but that's for a later sermon. We're going to lay some basic foundations for your belief system and my belief system today. That Father represents a lot of us in a lot of ways, doesn't he? You've got something going on in your life. And you, you're not seeing your results, your finances, your marriage, your children, something. You're just not seeing your results, and, and you're, you're trying to figure it out. You're reading the self-help books. You're listening to Oprah, you know, even, even though she's gone. And you're trying to do all these things to get it all figured out, and it's just not working. So you finally, let's, let's go to church. Maybe they can help us. Maybe that pastor up there, I've heard some things about that church. Maybe they can help us. Maybe Jesus can help us. Look what Jesus said to this man. And I want you to, you know, I, I tell you all the time, I try to put myself in their position, the people that came to Jesus in the Bible. I'm thinking, how would I feel if my son was doing those very things? And you can fill in that blank. How, how, how do you feel this morning? Because you know somebody that's in torment. You know somebody that's lost. You know somebody that's in agony. You know somebody that's hurting today. Anybody know anybody that's hurting today? Okay. Okay. Jesus answered him and said, Oh faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Listen, if you're if you're a baby Christian, I'm not, I don't want you to feel like I, I, I can't bring somebody to my pastor. That's not what I'm saying. If you're if you're a baby Christian or a junior Christian, whatever one want call it. And you're, not, and you're not equipped yet. Listen, bring him to the church. If, you don't know, if you've got a friend he, and he says, I don't know Jesus, bring him to the church. That's okay. But there comes a point that we've got to grow up. And Jesus is kind of saying that. I think how these disciples have worked with these guys and just don't seem to get it. Bring the boy to me. Then they brought him to him when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. You know why that happened? That spirit did not want to leave. How I many of you know that people can have demonic spirits within them? It is a reality. Some of you do. He conversed and he fell on the ground and he wallowed in foaming at the mouth. What a sight to see for a dad. What a pitiful sight. So he asked his father, he asked the young man's father, how long has this been happening to him? Now, you understand, Jesus already knew the answer, right? So why did Jesus ask questions? So the other people around could understand what was happening. How long has this been happening to him? And, and, and the father said, from childhood. And often he has thrown himself both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. How many of you this morning say, Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on me, have compassion on my children, have compassion on our school, have compassion on our culture, have compassion on the church, and help us. Because we're filling the pews pretty good, but we're not doing much other than that. We Try this and we try that. We try this medication and that medication. I'm not getting this medication, but sometimes we're so quick to go to everybody but Jesus. And everything but Jesus. I mean, you'll Google before you'll go to Jesus. How many of you saw uh, the deal about Tim Tebow? It's about a 30-minute deal on, on E! News, the entertainment network. I, I recorded, I, I saw just part of it, so I recorded it. I saw it was coming on again. Man, you need to, you need to watch it. I need to show it to our youth. When he began, as a, he was Christian most all of his life, and, and he, the first time he put John 3.16 under his eyes and, and when he played for the Gators. Two days, for two days, the most Googled thing in the world was John 3.16 because they saw one young man standing up for Christ. And I've told you before from this pulpit, you need to pray for that man, put him on your prayer list like he was your uncle or your brother. Because in this interview, they would ask these reporters, they said, man, we can't wait to catch him doing something wrong. He's in New York City now. It's going to be really tough because this is Sin City, and it's going to be really tough for Tim Tebow to love up to that, those high standards that, that the Lord has set for him. And we need to be praying for that guy because the enemy would like to bring, if he could go after anybody and bring him down, it would be Tim Tebow so many kids, so many people, so many adults look up to him. That was free. Verse 23. Jesus. And I put this in, I filled this in myself. The one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever said to him, If you can believe. Hey, Dad, if you can just believe. Mom, if you can just believe. Brother, sister, if you can believe. Whatever your situation is, if you can just believe. All things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. All things. That kind of. down all the walls of the things that you thought Jesus couldn't do through you. All the arguments that you've come up with. All the compromises you've made and I've made. And all the rationales that we've kind of come up with. All those kind of fall to the side when he says, if you really believe, all things are possible for you. Oh, but I don't know about cancer. I don't know about addiction. I don't know about this. I don't know about all things. All things. Say all things. all things. All things. That's where faith comes in. Flip over to 11, say Hebrews 11.6. Faith and trust and believe, they're kind of like the Trinity, okay? They're all linked together. starts with faith. Hebrews 11.6. You know, the writer of Hebrews, many believe it's Paul. Some say Apollos, but it's Holy Spirit-inspired. But without faith, say without faith, it is impossible to please him. Say that again. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. He's the God of the impossible, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. He links those things up together pretty well. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He's what? <laughs> You ever read that? You must believe that He is God. He's the Son of God. He's this, He's that. What is it? He's the great I Am. He said, I am God. He said, you must believe if you come to Him, you must believe that He is God. If you don't believe that He's God, you have no basis for faith. And He doesn't just say without faith it's impossible to please Him. But he says "But that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God likes to give rewards. Did y'all know that? He likes to bless, not curse. He loves to bless us. He loves to grace us. He loves to save us. He loves to forgive us. He loves to hold us in his arms. He loves to lift us up. He loves to bring those things into our life that will edify us and bring him more glory. He loves to do those things. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. He wants to give us good gifts. But we've got to believe that He wants to do that. We've got to believe that He is who He says He is. The cool thing about God is, listen to this, even the faith that we have to believe Him comes from Him. He doesn't just say, okay. I hope you guys have some faith. You're on your own now. I hope you find some faith under a rock or something. No, look at Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Say a measure of faith. He's dealt to each one. Each means you, me. He's dealt to each one of us. He's given us faith, enough faith to believe. What are you doing with what he's given you? Hebrews 11 one tells us what faith is. We need to find that out. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So can you see faith? Let me ask you again. I want to give you a hint. Can you see faith? You can't. So how do you know he's giving it to you? Email? The Word of God says it, and He puts it within you by His Spirit. It's in your heart. How, how many of you remember the first time that, that that sermon that was preached? It might have been a youth camp or church or wherever, and, and you felt that tug on your heart, and it was real. Just like. It's like this. You know, they are like on the third verse of just as I am, and you just, oh, I'm not going forward. And God said, I love you so much, let go and come. I've given you the faith to believe that I am who I say I am. Step up, receive me, confess me, live for me. I've got this joy I want to put in your heart. I want to replace your sadness with joy. I want to replace your sin with forgiveness. I want to, replace, I want to replace, replace all that ugliness in your life, that darkness in your life with this beauty that, that God, um, the, the Father wants to give us. He's the one that gave us that faith that we couldn't see, you couldn't tell anybody, you couldn't even explain it except you just knew that you knew you needed Him. Right? You just knew that you knew that you needed Him. You might not have been a horrible sinner. I know my, little, my children were nine years old. They weren't horrible sinners. And they knew that they needed somebody, and his name was Jesus. And they knew that he, they needed him to come into their heart. And you can't really explain that to a little kid, but they know it. So I, the parents will bring me their kids, and they'll they want to say that they, they need to be baptized. And I'll ask them, and they are just like, ah, just, I can't explain it. It's just, I know Jesus, he's come in. You know, we did, they didn't pray the sinner's prayer and get it all right. You know, the thief on the cross didn't pray the sinner's prayer. Amen. He said, What did he say, Jesus? Remember me when you come to your kingdom. It came from his heart. It came from his heart. He believed. Here's a good definition for believe. If you want to write this down, if you're taking notes, and I'm sure you are, to have confidence in the truth, the existence, or the reality, the reliability of something or someone. Although without absolute proof that one is right in doing so. you me read that again. Here's a definition. This is from the uh, online dictionary. To have the confidence in the truth. You have confidence in the word? Okay. The existence or the reliability of something or someone, although without absolute proof that one is right in doing so. You, you don't really, nobody's seen God. Nobody's actually shook Jesus' hand. Uh, but we believe by faith, and God's revealed himself to us by faith. Through the Spirit, we've seen, we've, we've understood, we believe, right? Okay, thank you, Hilda. Amen. Are, are you is this, this is not that deep. <laughs> Come on, track with me. <laughs> but look what it, I want you to see what it goes on to say. This is from the online dictionary. Only if one believes in something or someone can one act purposefully. Hmm. Only if one believes in something they can't see, something they can't prove, only if one believes in something or someone, can they act with purpose. Hmm. That's where we're at. We believe, we see it, we understand it. Maybe don't understand it, but we're going to act with purpose to go and do what Jesus said to go and do. Hmm. Now look at Hebrews 11.8. 11.8, excuse me. I'm Kind of skipping around in Hebrews 11, but there's a lot of other things that are this, just parallels and saying the same thing, but I'm going to hang with Abraham or Abram and Sarah for a little bit because I think they're a great example of faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. No Garmin. <laughs> no Garmin. No GPS. He just went out, not knowing where he was going. I would call that faith. We got to have God lay it out for our plan for us. We got to let him. We we have to let him show us exactly what we're going to do before we'll step out and do anything by faith. And that's not faith. Faith is when you don't see it, but you act personally because God's told you to, and you listen to His voice, and you you, you're obedient to His voice. You're obedient to the word, and you step out in this thing called faith. You don't even know where you're going. But you know you need to go. I love that verse. You know, when people, when they talk about Isaac being slain and and God's already told him he's going to have children for descendants like the sands of the sea and the stars in the sky. And then he says, go kill your son. I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't make much sense. But it says in Hebrews that he already knew that God would raise him up from the dead. That's faith. Some things things in your life need to be crucified and killed so God can resurrect what God wants to do in your life instead of what you want to do with your life. The first time the word believe is in the Bible has to do with Abraham. Look at Genesis 15, 6. Back then his name was Abram before God changed his name. But it says, And he, Abram, believed in the Lord, and he, that's God, accounted it to him, Abraham or Abram, for Righteousness. He believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It was put on his ledger, this guy is righteous because he believed me. What did he believe him for? He believed him for children. And his wife was what? Barren. <laughs> God just likes to show off, I'm telling you. He loves to show off. You know, we toss the word believe around like we toss the word love around. I love ice cream. Oh, man. I don't get to eat it much anymore. We're trying to get back down to our married weight. <laughs> I'm eating a low carb diet. Pray for me, man. Pray for me. I believe. I believe. You think I can get down to 155 with a 31 waist? Come on, Tim. What do you think? I don't believe. I don't either. Oh, I don't either. Uh. Uh-uh. We're going to celebrate 40 years next month together, married. 40 years. That's back when 12-year-old, when you were 12, you could get married and it was okay. But not really. Not really. Not really. Abraham believed God for the impossible. But we toss around those words, love and believe, just like, I believe, yeah, I believe that. No problem, I believe that. And it's so much deeper than that. The true love, agape, is so much deeper than our word for love. It really is. Believe means to act on it. You believe it so much that you're willing to lay your life down for it. Do you believe this morning? If you believe, then all things are possible. Hmm. It's pretty simple. Or are we still a part of what Jesus called the faithless generation? Would you say that a 100-year-old man acted purposefully when he said to his 80-year-old wife, Baby, I booked us a room in the honeymoon suite at the Four Seasons. Because we're going to have a baby. Would, would you call that faith? I mean, I, I have that picture in my head. It just like messed me up the first time I really went there with that. I mean, that's extreme faith. Baby, come on. Oh, are you serious, Abraham? What are you talking about? I'm 80 years old. That's faith. Think about it. Not too much. Well, look at Hebrews 11, 11 and 12. By faith, I'm serious. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him, God, faithful, who had promised. Now listen to this. This is is going to crack you up. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead. (laughs) Come on, baby. Him as good as dead. As good as dead. We're... God has a sense of humor. He could have taken a young guy. He said, No, I'm taking an old guy. You know, woman that's barren. Therefore, for one man, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. You know what I you to see? What you I want you to see this morning is that God is the God of the impossible. And we say that's not possible. God says, "Yes, it is." And some things you've said in your life. I'm just—I want to be straight with you this morning. Some of you have said that's not possible. I can't do that. And you're—you're you're just flying in the face of God when you say, "God, I know you said I could, but you, I can't do that." And you can't help me do that. And I'm just going to be stuck where I am right now for the rest of my life. And listen, you're—you're you're just. That's almost like blasphemy to say, God, you can't do something. And I'm not just saying to do something for something's sake, for what God's called you to do. You can lay your hands on your child that's sick, and they can recover. We just got to quit saying he can't, or we can't. When God says all things are possible to them that believe. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Look at Genesis 15. 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your, se- your shield, your exceedingly great reward. You're all I need, Abram. I'm all you need, Abraham. I'm all that you need. I can do this. I'm God. I created you. I created Sarah. I can create a new womb. I can raise up another generation if you just believe. He had to do it. He had to go through with it, guys, if he was going to act on what God had said. But what would most of us have done? (laughs) What Sarah laughed, didn't she? (laughs) No. She she laughed, and Abraham, uh, you know, and... But they had to actually step in to by faith and do what God said would, would, would take place. But they had to engage, they had to act upon it. And you've got to do the same thing. You can't sit idly by and wait for God to do it. You've got to step into it and be engaged by faith to do what God's called you to do. And it's by faith that it happens, it's by His Word that it happens. If you believe, Jesus said to that father, all things are possible to him who believes. It's easy to believe God for your salvation. How many of you have believed, trusted him for your salvation? Raise your hands. You believed him, right? You believe that Jesus died on the cross? Come on, lift your hands up. Did you believe Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago for your sins? Well, that's crazy. You mean a man died 2,000 years ago, and you're saved? You're going to go to heaven because you believe that? Yeah, that's true. Sounds pretty wild, though, doesn't it? How many of you watch that other show in 2020 about people looking for heaven? What's, what, when is, what's heaven about? How do you get to heaven? All that stuff. 10,000 different religions in this, in this world that believe something different about heaven. But we believe because of the word of God, by faith, because of his Holy Spirit, because he has given us a measure of faith. We have trusted him. We have said and we've prayed. We've received. We've confessed it. And now what are you doing with it? Mary Lou and I came to that place about 13 years ago. What do we do with this now that we've got this? We have got. We want to go deeper. What do you want us to do, God? He said, well, I want you to believe for more than your salvation. I want you to step out and do the works of Jesus. I want you to go and feed the, the hungry and clothe the naked and visit those in the prisons and go and pray for the sick. He said, there's more that I've got for you to do and you can't do it by sitting here in this nice, comfy church building and everybody having to come to you just all oh, kumbaya meeting every Sunday and then going back and doing our own thing every week we've got to go out and affect our, our society and our culture in our city and we can only do that if we believe Mark nine twenty four. immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears wow can you imagine this father Lord I believe Lord I believe but would you just help that part of me that doesn't help my unbelief because I see, I think I've been there, and I think some of you are there. we believe, we, we know this, we understand this word, but we just, that unbelief part is still kind of nagging. He's still, can, the enemy's still trying to beat us up with this. It's not going to happen. By experience, you know that didn't happen before. It's not going to happen now. So quit asking for it. And we live by experience instead of by faith. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And again, I shared this earlier. The Holy Spirit is called the helper. He's the helper. He's going to help us with our unbelief. I think that needs to be our prayer. I think that needs to be the cry of our heart. Lord, I believe. Helper, Holy Spirit, would you help me with my unbelief so I can move out of where I'm at into doing the works of Jesus. That's the way it's going to happen. Every time doubt and unbelief try to creep in, then you have to rebuke it. You have to bind it up. You say, no, I'm walking in belief. I'm walking in faith. I'm standing upon the promises of God. His word says this, I believe it, and that's enough. When Jesus saw the people coming, they came running together. He rebuked an unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. You can't come back here. (laughs) I like that. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, convulsed the child, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, Ah, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Well, why couldn't we cast him out? Because they didn't believe. I know it says by it only comes out by prayer and fasting, and fasting was added later by some people. But basically, he's saying you didn't believe it would happen. You weren't ready for it, but you can be. And guess what? They baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. They were ready for it then because a helper came alongside them and helped them with their unbelief. If you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you've been helped past the unbelief into the belief, and you'll start seeing signs and wonders. And we're going to be talking about that probably next week, that follow them that believe. We don't do them first and then go after Jesus. No, they follow us. Those things follow us because we believe. And that word for believe there means a continual believing. It doesn't mean I believed yesterday or I believed last year. See, some of you are still living on your your, back, your, your, your experience with God 20 years ago. And you're not walking in that freshness and the newness of Christ. So you're not really believing on a constant basis. And so you're, you're still trying to live out of your past. And God said, no, I've got, I've got this for you today. This sermon is not about healing. And I believe that God heals today. But it's about us being grounded in our belief that God can do anything through us. And it's more than just healing. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must, must Must believe that he is. That he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It begins with faith. Would you stand? My challenge for you is is what I've challenged you with all this morning. It's what God's word is challenging me with. Are you going to step into faith? Are you going to step into really believing God? I'm not going to have an invitation this morning as such because I just want to pray over you corporately because I believe it's going to take place right here and then out there, okay? I believe with all my heart that some of you are just struggling with doubt and unbelief, but we're going to bind that up right now, okay? Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind up doubt and unbelief in this place. And every heart, every mind, every person that's here, upstairs and downstairs, we bind it up. You say it has no place in here. It has no place in a believer's life because you've called us to be people of faith. And you've given us a measure of say, faith. Say, I have that measure. So this morning, Father, as we walk out of this place, we're going to walk with boldness because of the Holy Spirit within us. It's not going to be our boldness. It's going to be your boldness in us. It's not going to be our faith. It's going to be your faith that you poured into us, that's activated by us. And, Father, you're going to show us those things you've already prepared beforehand, just like we we saw last week in your word. You've already prepared those things beforehand that we should walk in them, those good works. And, Father, we're not going to strive for them because you're just going to lead us to them naturally, supernaturally through the week. To have opportunities to pray, to lay our hands on the sick, to bless people, to love on people, to visit people, to encourage them. Father, you're going to give us supernatural encounters this week. I believe with all my heart that there are going to be reports come back, wow, look what God is doing in this city. Because we stepped out of being complacent in our belief system and we're going to begin to act on what you put within us. And, Father, for those people in this room today that, have, that, that there was a dream that was given to them many years ago of what they would be, who they would be, how they would be, what they would be doing, Father, that would be reignited today. There would be a passion reignited in their hearts to go after you with everything they have. And then they're not going to settle for the less. They want the more. And they'll have to yield them, themselves to you today and the days to come. Father, I pray for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit today. That you would just fall upon your children today in a fresh way. Because, Father, we believe. We believe, we believe that you are who you say you are. We believe your word. We believe God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And before you sit down, I'm not, before we dismiss, we're not dismissing yet. Shoot, got lots of time. I haven't done this in a while, but there are a lot of people that have, have become a part of Freedom Fellowship recently. We have not acknowledged you in in front of everybody. So, I don't have the list in front of me. So, if you're if you filled out and you've said that uh, this is my church home now, and you've never come and been introduced to the body, I would like you to step out as families. If you've got kids downstairs, go get them but we're going to acknowledge and pray over all of our new members today.